Let me ask you, are you someone with hair? Well, if you answered yes to that question, do I have the product for you? Visit ModernMammals.com and use code MAYO for 10% off because the goal with Modern Mammals is to try and keep your hair and head natural. Since I've been using it, that's exactly what I've experienced. I very much prefer it. I don't know if I'm ever going to switch back. Probably not, to tell you the truth. And this means that it doesn't distort your pH balance and natural oils like shampoo would. Unlike shampoo, the products don't have a harsh detergent that suds up and dries out your head and hair. It's just lighter than traditional shampoo. And unlike conditioners, it doesn't leave hair limp and frizzy. Like, you don't want that Seinfeld in the shower like Rory McIlroy had it once too, where it's just like a, a mop on your head. You don't want that. And if you use modern mammals, that's not going to happen. It's designed to make your hair feel thicker. And my hair at the moment feels so thick, you can't even pull it out. Plus, the products are easy to rinse out, so there's no leftover residue to weigh hair down. So, Go to ModernMammals.com and use code MAYO for 10% off. Again, that's ModernMammals.com for 10% off with promo code MAYO. Don't forget to use my promo code MAYO so they know I sent you. More details in the description. Welcome to the Pat Mayo Experience, presented by DraftKings. Shriners open, picks, odds, the research. If you're looking for DraftKings breakdown, easy stuff. Tune into the Fantasy Golf Degenerates podcast later on, on Monday evening, on Mayo Media Network. Sub to the channel, smash the like, and download this podcast and their podcast. At the same time, this is going to be the new format during the swing season, where I just kind of walk you through like I would normally Sundays during the overall golf season, because we're only down to one show a week during football season. A lot of football going on. You'll play in the Listener's League. I should have the link on Tuesday. I always include that in the newsletter. I know most of you are subbed to the newsletter already, so if if you're not, it's free to do. It's down in the description. Uh, We have like 3,500 spots a week. It's it's just like the golf one. It's super fun, guaranteed money, no rake, three max entry. Uh, If you're going to dabble in the football streets, it's the best place to start and then you can go on with whatever it is that you do but for golf breakdowns and like DraftKings picks and everything like that making your lineups the research of course I'm going to be using fantasynational.com slash mayo to get 20% off any membership level so I think we should just jump right into it see what's going on here we got fantasy national pulled up with the field for the shriners but i want to take a look at the odds before we do anything else patrick cantlay has rolled this tournament over the years despite only winning the one time he is the betting favorite at six to one sung jay last year's winner nine to one Homa 14, Aaron Wise, Aaron Wise, yeah, 18 to one, Tom Kim 28, Taylor Montgomery, flea market, number or he's 35 to one, then you have like Harmon, Cam Davis, Davis Riley, we're now into like 50 to 1, so some decent odds, uh, although this is going to be one of the very most top-heavy fields that we see during the swing season, outside of maybe like the CJ Cup, we'll see what happens at the Zozo, because we know we'll have Hideki into that field, uh, Norin just coming off a near miss over at the Alfred Dunhill last week over in Europe, obviously... <clears throat> My guy Grio, 50 to 1. That's what I back. I back Grio at 45 to 1 last week. Was feeling pretty good about old Emiliano. Wasn't really paying attention to the golf. Flicked it on one of the TVs after the early set of football games. Like, here's Grio making a charge. He was 15 under. He stuck it to about 15. 
five feet for birdie, I think on number 12 or number 13. I'm like, okay, make this, and we are absolutely in business. Missed it, obviously, because it's Grio. Uh, and then he made an eight on a par five. I think someone stepped on his ball. Um, yeah, it wasn't a great scene for old Emiliano Grio. Uh, and then I know a lot of people had Seb Straka money out there. Not a ton of Mackenzie Hughes money floating around, but, uh, Grio, I thought had, I didn't want to say have it in the bag, but he was just ball striking it so well. It's like, yeah, he can actually afford to miss a few of these five foot putts because he keeps giving himself five feet every time. But yeah, I think his ball was buried or it was stepped on. They chunked into the bunker, barely got out of the bunker, sculled it over the green, terrible chip coming back on, missed the seven footer for double bogey. And it was just like, oh my God, why did I tune into this? Felt like cuss. I was sitting next to cuss. So I guess that actually tracks of why I should have just left it alone. Then he told me Mac Hughes had no chance of winning, and then, obviously, Mac Hughes wins in a playoff. So, fun times all around. I only have one bet in on the board as of yet. Uh, It is, where are we at here? Where is he on DK? I I bet him at 75-1. to Oh, you got him at 90 to 1. The, the odds on DraftKings Sportsbook versus the other books this week uh, for the outright market is pretty good. I like Kirk Kitayama at 90 to 1. We can kind of flip over to see how he's been doing official world golf rankings wise. So far, uh, he was seventh in Italy. Uh, he's been making a ton of cuts, missed at the St. Jude. He was second at the Scottish, playing better in Europe, obviously, than he has been. But just when I take a look at this course, I remember I, mean, I, I played this course with Rick Gaiman, uh, Rick Run Good YouTube channel. Go sub to that. Probably are already. Uh, back in February, when I was in Vegas for the big fantasy and gaming conference, uh, and you can, you know, I, I saw his. I mean, he went to school at UNLV, I believe, Vegas guy. Uh, he had his bag at the course. So plenty familiar with the course is Kurt Kitayama. Those are really nice odds for someone who's been lurking for a while. And this course is going to be an irons fest. Like you get your irons rolling and obviously you're going to be off to the races and pretty good to go. It's really tough to bet though, mainly because the top of the board is so good. It's like, yeah, can you fade Cantlay and still win? Obviously. Can you fade Cantlay and Sungjae and still win? Maybe. Cantlay, Sungjae, and Homa? One of those three guys you feel like is going to be in the mix by the end of the week. So that becomes a more difficult scenario once you're trying to go down a little bit more. Worth noting that both the winners last week, Ryan Fox over in Europe, Mackenzie Hughes, were probably like the last cuts from the President's Cup team. So these guys playing with purpose at this point, coming out of the gate after getting snubbed from the team. Normally, when you look at some of this stuff, like uh, the year the President's Cup was in Australia, coming out of the gate, you had all of these guys who played in the President's Cup start reeling off wins. You had like Cam Smith and Mark Leishman. Uh, there was more beyond that. Now I just can't wrap my mind around who they were. I think Siwoo was one of them. I think Siwoo won at the Amex that year. Whoever won the Tournament of Champions played in it as well. So you have like Cam Davis down at 40-1. to 1, Bez, who put in a run. Terrible Saturday. That was the end of him. Uh, and then not a great Sunday either. He's still 50-1. to 1. Mito's 50-1. to 1. Pendrith is 50-1. to 1. It's like they don't really know what to do with them. I mean, Siwoo's 55-1. to 1. It's pretty good odds considering... I thought that, I mean, beat Justin Thomas on Sunday at the President's Cup. I thought he played pretty well at the President's Cup. Dietrich back down to 60. Everyone who is unfamiliar with Thomas Dietrich from betting Euro all of these years, one of the most popular people that we all love to bet on over on the European Tour. I mean, 
he's almost like Tony Finau in a weird way where it's just like, oh yeah, he's winning. They have three holes left. He's up. Oh God, what happened to Thomas Dietrich? Uh, he got it out of the gate really early this week in Jackson at the Sanderson Farms. You know, he was the 36 hole leader. He contended in Napa. Just every time he gets in contention, he just absolutely melts down. It's a, I mean, it's a great DraftKings play. Play him on DraftKings every single week. The outright betting market, I'll probably get sucked into it. Don't get me wrong. I mean, there's a reason that we continue to bet on all these losers. It just take once and then you're fully made whole and up some. It's not like I'm into Dietrich 60 times for 60 to one odds, but he's playing some good golf right now. The other guy who is playing really well at the moment, uh, you can play the all Kim team this week. You got Tom Kim, you got C Woo Kim. I think Michael Kim is in the field. Uh, There's KH Lee's down at 65 to one. Another holdover from the president's cup. Where's the other Kim S H Kim. Wherever the hell he's at in this field. Where is he at? How many Kims do we got on the go here? We got four. We got Tom Kim, 28 to 1. Siwoo, 55. S.H. Kim, 150 to 1. I want to jump over to Fantasy National for a second to take a look at some of these guys. I don't especially know what he does well. And apparently, like, he's in here twice. He's S.H. Kim and Sun Hyun Kim, uh, which he's listed under for our purposes. Pretty decent start. Like, I mean, he putted the lights out the Fortnite. Continued along. He was, you know, sixth nationwide uh, to end, uh, well, end his, at least, Corn Ferry season, but played pretty well at the Sandersons. I, I don't really know what his game is all about, to tell you the truth, but I just keep seeing his name pop up because I keep. The only reason I really notice is because it's S. Kim on the PGA app, not S. H. Kim. So I'm like, oh man, Siwoo is killing it. And it's like, that's not Siwoo, it's S. H. Kim. Like, the hell is this guy coming off the Corn Ferry tour? But two pretty nice results so far to start the season. So we can continue to jump back and around on Fantasy National, but I do want to go over the course, what it's like. I really like this course when I played it. I thought it was pretty fun. I did have to get adjusted to the elevation change. I know Vegas isn't like super high in the air, but I did notice that all of like, listen, I mean, I'm not a bomber off the tee by any means, but I probably had like an extra 10 to 15 yards on every single shot, especially like short irons in, like my nine irons were flying like 10 to 15 further than I'm used to seeing them go. Uh, and it just took me like three or four holes to get adjusted to it. These guys are pros. They're probably used to it. But TPC Summerlin, 7,255 yards of par 71, bent grass greens. I'll never forget Martin Laird. Sung JM won last year. This is from my last year's article. I just pulled this up because I don't have this week's, this year's done yet. So I haven't updated it yet. Only 144 players this year in the field. Top 65 and ties end up making the cut. But Martin Laird sucked, sucked me dry. It was terrible. He was, I wonder if I can find it. Uh, I mean, it's number 17. It's the par three. It's like water to the left. There's a tree on the right. And like you can miss on the right behind the tree, but you still have to come like underneath the tree, get the ball to stop if you're there. And then there's water on the other side if you can't get it to stop on the green. Very thin green. And Laird, I have all this Matthew Wolf money. Feeling Matthew Wolf. He's doing great. Laird is in the lead or tied for the lead, whatever it was. And he puts it to the right of this tree. And he's like dead. It's outrageous how dead he is from this spot. And somehow he gets it up and under the tree, sticks it, and then makes the par putt. And it was like, oh, God, ends up going to a playoff. Party Marty ends Pat's party and Pat's Matthew Wolf money. And that was the end of me. But there's many ways to go about playing at this course. So we can go back. You can see the key stats that I have identified. Strokes gained approach, eagles gained, strokes gained off the tee, and opportunities gained. 
this week. We can dig into how people are doing in their recent form and everything like that. Maybe it's probably best to go look at that before we jump into everything. We can take a look at the course breakdown, the recent results, and the tournament history. Uh, you can see you have no real soft spots. 13, 14, 15, and 16 all play pretty easily. Even I can attest to that. I played much better on the back nine than I did on the front at this course, although it was super windy the day that I played. Approach kind of dominates everything, even if we shrink that down to the top five finishers. Uh, as you can see, approach becomes even more pronounced. So approach and putting like most weeks. Uh, last week, we did see off the tee mean a lot more, just so you can see the trouble that you could get into uh, just with the thinner fairways on some of the holes at CC of Jackson. Uh, you need to have somewhat of an all-around game. Like, it's good to weight the tee to green, but eagles gain really did stick out to me. There's two that you can really go at. Number nine, 3% eagle rate. Number 16, a 5% eagle rate. Uh, the two easiest holes on the course. So guys who you know, hit it a little bit further, hit their long irons really well. Obviously, that's going to give them an advantage, especially in DraftKings scoring with Eagles being worth eight and birdies only being worth three. That the more you can get of that, the better you're going to be. You can see the average shot distribution is pretty flat. Uh, you're going to have your par fives where you're 200 plus coming in. I believe that there's one really hard par three. It's 239 yards. Yeah, number eight. Tough hole. And number five is really weird because you can miss in a bunch of places. It's like you're up on there's there's rocks everywhere when they I, I didn't bring my clubs with me to vegas so i rented a set and inside the rental set was the rescue four iron where they're just like if you are in the waste area off the fairway this is the only club you're allowed to use it's just beat to shit and you just have to hack it out with that but number number five has all that stuff around the green and there's like this also this like giant mound that if you get stuck up on it to the left and you try to chip down like you're on a downhill slope, so you can't get really any air on the ball to begin with. So either you have to come up short and hopefully you can roll it down and time it just right, or you're over into the bunkers uh, because you're rolling down a hill and there's just nowhere to stop it. And all the undulation on the green is pointed towards those bunkers. So that's something to look at. Number three, uh, the par five, number 13, by the way, it's basically a three shot par five. Guys can make eagle on it. That's doable. But it's a bit more difficult. I love the closing hole here, too. The closing hole is really cool. Uh, you have to play it over this, like, giant canyon. Uh, you get to come back up to the clubhouse. Uh, I, I, like I said, I really enjoyed this course. although I found it really strange. Uh, they're bent grass greens, and it's Bermuda everywhere else on the course, like the rough, the fairway, the tee boxes. But it almost seems like the greens are spray-painted. It's, it's really bizarre to see. I, maybe they do it for, maybe it was just the time of year that I was there and everything was kind of dried out because you have like your super flush green for the fairways and the greens themselves. And then everything else is like that dried out, like yellow type. I mean, it's the middle of the desert. You only have so much water to go around, but it did seem like they spray painted the fringe. I thought that was really strange. Very tight lie areas around it's not like you're two feet off and all of a sudden you're into the rough there's a lot of runoff areas a lot of shade very tight lies around a lot of these greens the greens are pretty big at the same time so something to look at for that driving accuracy a bit lower than your average but not substantially so green regulation with the giant greens up around 73 percent more difficult to scramble here uh likely because of the giant greens in those tightly mown areas uh three putts you know the greens aren't super difficult in general so not I mean, a little bit less than your average driving distance way up at the elevation uh, over 14 yards longer than your average driving proximity a little bit longer again, due to the longer greens. We'll take a look at the tournament. Actually, let's look at the the overall uh, how how guys are doing recently. So since the Wyndham, since the tournament before the 
FedEx Cup playoffs started, and this doesn't include in the Corn Ferry or whatever's going on on Euro, we can just take it basically from the Fortnet on. Who's, who's played the Fort, the Fortnet and Sanderson's really well? Uh, you can see, you know, Davis Thompson's making cuts at the moment. This is a smaller field, as I mentioned, 144 players. Nick Hardy rebounded nicely last week at the Sanderson Farms at the top five. Nick Taylor's been top 20 twice. Big Dick Fowler, I mean, he was top, top 10 at the Fortnet. You know, we know he likes himself some Vegas, so maybe uh, Ricky is someone to look at here. I have no idea how he's played at the Shriners over the years. I think he plays it most years, so that that's at least encouraging. Getting a ton off the tee recently as well. Nice to see the approaches come back in. We're, oh, no, that's not how you spell Shriners. Shriners. Miscott Miscott fourth and 25th in his career. Only The fourth, he had a really nice approach week. Uh, the last two years have not been so great for old Ricky, although the putting has been pretty well. Never lost strokes putting at this tournament in his career. So maybe you can continue to see that coming. As you can see with Ricky, the, the putters flipped so far in the new season with one event, and he went on the real struggle bus. So if he's actually solved a lot of his putting problems, I mean, getting almost a stroke per event in his career, and he's been, you, know, you look at the past 20 tournaments, 10 tournaments, five tournaments, he's all in the red, negative on that. Uh, in his past five tournaments, even with the 2.2 strokes gained on approach in Napa, he's still minus two per event over his last five. So maybe the offseason did him some good. You know, he knows that he just snuck in to keep his tour card. Maybe, I mean, it's not like he's in any danger of actually losing his tour card because he'll get invited to every single tournament. But still, it's nice to see him playing a little bit better. Grayson Sig cuts him both. You got Putnam, Jagger. Putnam was 11th here last year. Jagger bombs and Garnett have all made the cut. I'm just trying to think. Lower has made the cut in both. Oh, poor Benny Ann. Yeah, he had a real, real disgusting three putt. Didn't make him miss the cut. He needed to actually make the birdie, as it turned out, to get to minus two. But he was 21 feet and three putted uh, on the 36th hole to what I thought at the time was miss the cut. But here we are. Seeing Grio, 25th and 5th. Grio's been playing some really good golf in the past, like, three months or so. I, I, I assume that the putter wasn't bad last week. It wasn't. Game 3.4. Like, this putting stretch for Grio at the moment. Like, this is the Grio line that you want to see. Gaining on approach by a ton, hitting every fairway, gaining that way, and all of a sudden, dude is putting. And if he's going to start putting, like you can see, the second, second, fifth, top 20 at the BMW. He may, the only cut he's missed, really, since the John Deere when he flipped around his putter is at the Open Championship. So I can see going back to Grio this week. I really can. Uh, it's going to be disgusting, the tournament that he ends up losing. The eight strokes, I mean, even three or four starts here, he's gained strokes on the green. So I don't know if the putting switch is for real, but sometimes it takes us too long to adjust to what new players are. If we always say that putting is unpredictable, you can't always just give people a baseline of being a terrible putter. Like, historically, is he a bad putter? Yeah, terrible putter, especially on Poana Greens. We're not on Poana. We're on Bent. Usually, what is his best service? We, we don't get a whole lot of pass ballum. I guess he's going to play in the Mexico Open, so we can have that. But, I mean, I'm not going to say that it's all of a sudden he's going to be gaining three strokes or right, over his past five tournaments, 2.8 strokes gained on the greens. But, I mean, there's there's something has changed at this point where he's not just bleeding three, seven, whatever it might be. Like, he's had some bad stretches. He's also had some decent stretches in his career, too. So it was a lot like when we all didn't believe Webb Simpson was a good putter all of a sudden after being the worst putter on tour for seven years. All of a sudden, he changes his putting grip, goes from short to long, long to short. Figure something out. Adam Scott did it over the past 18 months as well. All of a sudden, he's, like, good on the greens again. So you can't. sometimes it's hard to break that mental block that you have in your mind 
about guys that, you know, this is what they do well. This is what they do poorly. So guys change. Guys practice. Sometimes, you know, you get a new swing tip. I mean, you can think about how much like one little swing tip in your real life helps improve your game. Maybe for three rounds at a time before you start forgetting to do it or keep your toe up on your wedges rather than toe down. You know, turn your shoulders towards the ball on that. Just like that one little thing that might shave like five strokes off your score or seven strokes off your score because you're, let's say, a 20 or a 15 or a 30, whatever it might be. I mean, pros, they're different because they are amazing and their margins are so much thinner. But like one one little thing clicks. You start doing one little thing differently, it can be worth a whole lot of strokes on the field. And that can really be the difference between, you know, coming 25th in every time and winning an event and challenging in every event. It feels like something has clicked for Griot in that way. Is it something that is sustainable? I mean, obviously we don't know that, but right now the form is looking really good for old Emiliano! Who else has been pretty good here? SH Kim, 36th and 13th. Will Gordon, Got that win on the Corn Ferry Tour in the playoffs. Top 40 at both events. No idea, really, what he's been up to. I know that he was kind of, like, challenging. Yeah, the I mean, the driving has been really good. The putting has been really good. Okay, has he ever played the Shriners? Missed the cut here two years ago. Ball striking was fine, though. Seems like that sort of ball striking would have got you there, but, you know, you never know with this sort of stuff. Ben Taylor, top 40s in both. Denny, Russell Knox, top 25s in both. Mark Hubbard. All right, there we go. I think he's another Vegas guy as well. Uh, T21 and T5, D3, T12, and T9. So I, I think earlier on in the season, you just kind of keep riding out this form of guys that have been pretty good. Homa obviously won. Taylor Montgomery, top 10s in both. The Burmista Mista lady, you know, he shows up, he comes in fourth. And, you know, he's almost like a top 50 player in the world, a little bit underrated in that regard. And then you have like Power and Hadwin in their debuts, 30th and 45th. Just try to see a little bit here. Not getting a, a bunch of guys like Hardy, Hardy, Grio, Hubbard coming off last week, trying to find the guys at its first start of the year. Bez, T39, played the President's Cup the week before. Power, T30. That's kind of it for, I guess, Dean Burmeister is the other one. Higo goes from cut to third. Never know with Higo. I didn't even look at how Higo did it last week. I assume he made every putt. No, actually, the ball striking was awesome. Where was this? Where's this Higo for like the last year since you won at Palmetto? Need more of this on the go. I guess he kind of did the same thing in Memorial too. It happens like once every three months, five months maybe, that Higo kind of turns on the Jets and all of a sudden he's the guy that we thought we were betting the entire time anyway. Take a look at the tournament history. Last year you had Sungjae as the winner. You had, and then like after that, it's like Sabatini, Shank. Uh, Cantley didn't play last year for what it's worth. Harry Hall is another one very familiar with this course. I mean, he's the answer to Bryson. Kind of looks like Bryson. So get him out there. Bryson's a former winner at this event. He had Seamus Power finish inside the top 25. Taylor Moore. Uh, Taylor Moore was someone the simulator really liked last week. And, I mean, he came inside the top 25. That's not bad. Very poor driving from Taylor Moore. The approach play was excellent, which is something that had been a bit lacking for him uh, to start the season and in the second round of the FedEx Cup playoffs. But overall, over his last five, last 10, you you take his last 10 tournaments, he's gaining everywhere across the board, including one-point strokes gained with the putter. So if the odds are right and the price is right on DraftKings, I can see going back to him in this regard. Who else do we have here? I mean, tournament history, it's going to be Cantlay at the top. It's got to be. Yeah, Cantlay, first, second, second, eighth in his, his past four events. Decided to skip it last year. Sungjae, top 15s the past three turns. He's been out. Laird plays this tournament really well. Chesson Hadley has historically in the past 
played it pretty well, uh, but more so 2020, 2019, 2018 rather than the last two years. Although T27 is not so bad. Hadwin's been inside the top 10 two of the past three years. Top 20s for the Knights who say, nee! Smith, who, who like turned on the Jets on Sunday at the Sanderson. Oh yeah, ended up coming T9. Putting, approach, I mean, that's where his game is usually going to be. Figure it out off the tee a little bit more. We, we could be getting a stew going here with Matthew Neesmith. Top 20s every time that he's played. 6.4 gained on approach, 4.6 on approach, never lost on the greens. He's actually played pretty well around the greens here, despite not being a very good player around the greens in general. Throw Neesmith on sort of the bombs list. I don't know like if I'm going to bet a lot of these guys, but DraftKings-wise, when I'm filling out my lineups, I think that's probably where I want to go to. Let's see, what else do we got here? Wise was he's been top 15, two of the past top 15, two of the past four starts for him. Top 20s for Brian Harmon, two of the past three years. Keep kind of going down here. Top 15s, two of the past four for C. Woo! Kim, definitely betting Siwoo. Let's write that down. Not that I wasn't going to bet Siwoo anyway. But I do like where his odds are at at the moment. I thought those were pretty good. Uh, T8 in his only appearance for Justin Suh, my guy. I don't think that he is off to the hottest start. Let's see here. Let's see what old Justin's up to. I wish his name wasn't Justin. And it's been, been a real rough go after winning the Corn Ferry Tour Championship. Uh, he struggled, to say the least, here. Maybe he can get it figured out at the Shriners and get it back on the go. I mean, he's a fantastic Corn Ferry player. Who else? We got top 10s here. Chesson Hadley figured that one out. Hadwin. Oh, Jimmy Hahn. Harry Hall the top 10 in his one appearance. Uh, top 25s and three or four starts for Tom Hoagie. At this event, we'll take a look at Hoagie for a second to see what he's been up to. I'm just refreshing, like, listen, this is like the research. I'm kind of refreshing myself on what all these guys are up to. Like, during golf season, all of this is in the back of my head Sunday night. Uh, during football season, it's a little bit different of what, like, where these guys who, like, made the cut and then I stopped paying attention to them did at the tournament before during the swing season. You can see Bo Hostler, top 35 finishes across the board. In his four starts, we had Hoagie. All right, Hoagie was, all right. Nice showing by Hoagie, 10th Tour Championship. Rolled that into a 12th at the Fortinet, so we can get on Hoagie potentially. Hostler, T25, terrible off the tee. I mean, he's not a good off the tee player, but maybe he has it figured out a little bit at this event. He's gained the past two years. The approach has been bad. I'd rather take the, the bad off the tee and the good approach, along with his usual good putting, so we can take that. And that's Taylor Moore again. Okay, so we got some names we can play around with here. As Michael Kim played. Oh, Michael Kim's never made a cut here. Fantastic news. Tom Kim looking all right as well. Um, he just shows up and wins. So I, I like Tom Kim a lot. We'll see how that ends up going for us. But you can kind of see, like, there's a spattering across, like, the skill sets that you're going to see here. Uh, Pendrith was T47 last year. Mito was T40. I don't know if Mito's got it figured out or not. It's hard to tell. Scott Piercy, I think he's another Vegas guy. Top 20s two of the past four years. Uh, Putnam, T11 last year. Like I mentioned, Seamus Power coming off a pretty decent week himself was T21 a year ago. The Pat Mayo Experience is brought to you by Squarespace. Squarespace is that all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed Online. So whether you're just starting out or managing a growing brand, Squarespace makes it easy to create a beautiful website, engage with your audience, and sell anything from products to content to time, all in one place, all on your terms. And it is super 
easy to use. You don't need to be a tech wizard in order to set up your own website to peddle your wares on the World Wide Web. Squarespace makes that so easy, thus cutting down on the expenses you'll need to pay someone else to do it. You can do it all yourself. You can set up email campaigns to engage with your audience with Squarespace email campaigns. Collect email subscribers on your site and build connections and repeat business through regular email updates. If you're in the content space and you have a lot of videos, you can host your entire video collection, organize your video library, and showcase your content on beautiful video pages and sell access to your videos with member access. But the best part about it all is the analytics feature. You can use those insights to grow your business, learn where your site visits come from, where sales are coming from, then you can analyze which of your channels are the most effective. Improve your website and build a marketing strategy based on your top keywords and most popular products and content. It makes it all easy, all in one spot, for a very low cost, and it's something that you're going to need to do if you want to grow your business. So, Go to squarespace.com for a free trial, and when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash mayo to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. I got the numbers. Tons of you have done it, but not all of you. Yeah, so what you need to do right now, if you want to take charge of both your time and your meal prep, visit factormeals.com slash mayo50 and use code mayo50 to get 50% off right now. Because supporting the sponsors is in very much the same way supporting the Pat Mayo experience, which I very much encourage you to do. Eating better is just easy with Factor's delicious, ready-to-eat meals, mainly because, well, yes, they are very tasty, but it's the time that they save you. Do you say you never have time to work out? Well, if you're someone that preps all your food at home, that means you need to drive to the store. You need to walk through it, make a list, get your groceries, bring them home, store them, unpack them, get the reusable bags out of the way. Then you actually have to make the meal. We're talking like two hours per meal on that. And listen, I love cooking things at home myself, but it takes an awful long time. Are you going to use an app to get takeout? Well, it's going to take you like 30 minutes to figure out which restaurant that you want anyway. Then you wait 45 minutes to get it, and it's probably like crap for you by the time it actually gets there. This is all time that you could have been like spending working out or doing work or just having some relaxation time because all of the meals with Factor are ready to go in just two minutes, and it goes with any sort of meal prep that you want to do. Do you want to do calorie smart? Do you want to do keto? I'm personally trying to bulk up right now, so I'm doing the protein plus to make sure that I hit my levels every single time. I go through, I pick what I want, it shows up. I never have to think about what I'm going to eat for three meals a day, four meals a day, whatever it might be, for like three weeks. It's fantastic. So I highly recommend that you head to factormeals.com slash mayo50 and use code mayo50 to get 50% off. That's code MAYO50 at factormeals.com slash MAYO50 to get 50% off. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. So let's get to the modeling. Trying to strike a pose on the catwalk here. Custom model for the Shriners to see if we can kind of figure this out. Shriners, where are we at? Shriners, strong. 
Well, that's good news. Let's see what this was uh, doing for me. 35% on approach. Birdies are better gained, 15%. Strokes gained off the tee, 15%. Par 5's 10. 400 to 450 yard par 4's 10%. Around the green 5. Putting 5. Eagles gain 5. I'm actually going to drop down. I mean, this these are all kind of approach. To, I guess I'm going to keep birdies are better gained at 10%. I'm going to add opportunities gained at 5%. I just want to see who's hitting it close. Like, birdies are better gained is kind of like a mix of what opportunities gained is and putting. So I'm not going to like overweight putting, but I want it included into that metric. And then I will put in opportunities gained at the 5% just to see who's sticking inside 15 feet the most. And those are going to be over the past 50 rounds. I'm probably going to shrink down that size and see what we got on the gear after that. Let's see here. Come on. Here we are. There we are. FantasyNational.com slash Mayo to run all of your own numbers. So past 50 rounds, Cantley Wise, Sungjae Mito. Long-term numbers love Mito. Obviously, short-term numbers, not going to love Mito so much. Not going to lie to you about that. Uh, so let's see. Eagles gained in the long-term. Jagger. Jagger loves himself an eagle. Lipsky, Rogers, Hayden Buck. Loves to fuck. Loves Eagles, too, apparently. Sungjae. There's Scott Piercy. Harris English. I think that guy's broken at the moment. Dietry. Even over his past 50 rounds on the PGA Tour, still inside the top 10. You got Hubba Hubbard, Rory Sabatini. We saw Sabatini pop up last year at this event. Don't know don't know what's going on with old Gary. I I had I had some faith in Gary last week. I think he was like four under at one point. I ended up missing the cut. Uh, yeah, I mean, the, the approach play has been better. The I mean, He's back to being old school Gary. Can't make a putt to save his life. How have you played at this tournament? Decent at this tournament. Never missed a cut. Get that approach play back up, and maybe, maybe all of a sudden we can get back on the old Gary train. Homa, Harrington. Oh, Goderup is back. That's fun for me to lose money on. I do really like Taylor Montgomery again. I'm most definitely going to be playing Taylor Montgomery. Trey Mullenix has begun to hurt my feelings a little bit after playing him a bunch. I thought that he was going to sneak his way into the cut. Didn't end up happening. But you see Kitayama rates out number 27th over the past 50. 28th in approach. Third in birdies are better. 19th in eagles. And fourth in opportunities gained. It's all the stuff in the middle that hasn't been great, like the driving, middle of the pack, par fives behind the times. The shorter par fours behind the times. Can't really chip, can't really putt. But I do like him a lot. Oh, MJ Duffy, he's right behind him at number 19. I think that once we shrink this size down to, let's say, past 24 rounds, uh, we're going to get a little bit better. Now, you can include the corn fairy stuff if you want to by clicking on this filter. I don't really realistically know how to interpret that data because I'm kind of a moron. So that's not something that I love going to. But if you want to include that, because it's not going to have strokes gained approach or anything, but for the par four distance wise, for par five scoring, for driving distance, things like that, uh, you will get numbers for the Corn Ferry Tour for that. So now we're looking at the past 24 rounds. Grio by far number one over Sungjae, even if we just show like the total of how we're doing here. It's not that much. I mean, it's by five strokes gain points of my rankings ahead of, no, that's not right at all, is it now? There we are. Let's see. So it goes from low to high. So the, the rank actually is just slight favorite over Sungjae is Grio, and then a little bit over Cantlay. Then it's a bit of a drop off to Kim, Pendrith. Mito's even still up there over the past 24 rounds. That stuns me. I have to bet on Mito. Cam Davis, Taylor Moore is up there. Yaga bombs. My guy, Lee Hodges. Uh, just don't ever bet him in the third round. Second round, bet on. Third round, bet off. Uh, Glee Glick is still up there. Hubba Hubbard. Buckley, Streelman, Goderip, Johnny, uh? Nick RDRR. We'll see how that translates out into the rankings, though. So we have all, I mean, what the hell has Mito been up to? 
How does Mito like look okay here? Let's let's I gotta figure this out. Well, it hasn't been good. BMW bad. I guess he gained it the St. Jude. Oh yeah, the open, the open, the Scottish, and the U.S. Open all were like not weighted in terms of strokes gained. And then before that, he was actually quite excellent. So it's good to put some context behind where some of these numbers are coming from time to time. But if he shows like half, I mean, he was bad a few of the days at the Presidents Cup. He was pretty good on Sunday though. Uh, Cam Davis, I actually loved how he played at the President's Cup. He and Pendrith. I don't think Pendrith ended up winning a point, but I actually thought he was quite good at the President's Cup. And if you believe in these guys and don't believe in the top of the field as much to outright win, I think you're getting decent value because you take out, I mean, Grio aside, he's down with those guys. Sungjae, Cantlay, Kim, and Homa. All of a sudden, you know, it's a scrub field again, and any of these guys can end up winning. So where's my guy, Kurt Kitayama? Where does he rate out? I thought he would get better. He actually gets worse because the approach wasn't good and the putting remains bad, but the around the green is back up. He's better in those numbers where he was way down, but not as high up in some of the others. And then where his Euro Tour stats aren't being included, I think that the approach is going to actually be a lot higher than that. We can shrink this sample down once again, go to past 10 rounds. It's really difficult to get too much of a barometer of what's been happening in the new season because you had one event, President's Cup, no stats from that. Only 24 guys played. Most of them aren't playing this week. And then Sanderson Farms, where guys didn't play. But past 12 rounds to really shrink it down. Mullenick still, hey, when you start missing cuts, you only get two rounds, two rounds per tournament. Still going to draw from the very back end. We got Mullenick's, Tom Kim, Grio, Wise, Sungjae. Sungjae is just looking great all around as a player. I mean, he is the defending champion, so that makes a lot of sense. Matt Wallace doing a lot better. I have no idea what Matt Wallace is up to. Let's see if we can search Matt Wallace. I figure he's been playing like overseas and probably like chipping in every time. I don't like how the site has readjusted itself. There we go. Matt Wallace. How has Matt Wallace been doing overseas? Let's see here. Yeah, man, down to 150th in the world. That ain't great. Alfred Dunhill missed the cut. I mean, I could probably give him a pass on that. He was 21st at the Fortinet. Missed at the Himmerland, missed at Wentworth, but he was second at the Omega European Masters, missed the cut at the Wyndham, he was T10 at the Rocket Mortgage, so he's still having some like these weird spike weeks. Obviously, he's going to be way down. I assume he's like 200 to 1 on the odds board, that's like where I would have him listed. See, while it's 130 to 1, probably don't like that as much when you have like Svensson and Ann, Nick Hardy, Champ. Even, I'm probably not Jason Day, but even Jagger, who rated out really well, as we just saw, at 130. I like all those guys, I think, better than Matt Wallace. Take a look at, no, that's Matthew Neesmith. Let's take a look at Wallace. Wallace, number six in the modeling. Why is that over the past 12? We lost the Fortinet, chipped everything in. Classic Matt Wallace. You can see when he has the good weeks, he chips everything in or runs super hot with the putter. The driving has returned. The approach has been hit and miss. Probably not going to get there on Matt Wallace, despite what the stats is telling me on this one. Who else is up there? Dietrich, Pendrith, Cantlay, all the names you would expect. Oh, Chuck Hoffman. And Ben Griffin, who keeps kind of like showing up on weekends. Let's see, that's Matt Wallace. Go to Chuck Hoffman. What have you been doing, Chuck? All right, 10th of the Rocket Mortgage is where all of that's coming from. Probably no interest in him. Ben Griffin missed the cut at the Fortinet. One of the leaders in approach, though, last week. Let's take a look at last week to find, like, the overall leaders. Bad off the tee, but if he wants to make some putts like he normally does, and then he keeps that approach play up, which is pretty atypical of what he does. But, you know, you're, you're trying to find sleepers from the back end of the field. And let's see. Hardy, Hubbard, Neesmith, Griffin, Grio were your top five in approach from a week ago. Then the winner, Hughes, Knox, Stroppett. There's Taylor Moore again. Higo, 
Damon, who was like bad with everything else. Ekrat, I can see going back to Ekrat. Ekrot here, 4.3 on approach. CT Pan was actually all right. Despite coming near the bottom of the field and a lot of the stuff, Lee Hodges, Davis Riley. Davis Riley's OB coming down the stretch was uh, not great for all those. I know there was a lot of Davis Riley backers out there. Oh, Norlander. Huh. Nice weak ball striking, Henrik. Where did that come from? I guess he's over his disastrous phase where he just missed every cut over the summer. Is he a swing season hero? Well, he wasn't at the Fortinet, and the putting still wasn't back. Let's see, Shriners in his career, nothing ever good. Encouraging to see him kind of pop back up, though, in terms of driving and in approach, although you can get away with being a more accurate driver at Sanderson, where you do want a bit more distance, even at elevation, at, at Shriners, as we've seen over the years. Taylor Montgomery up there and both couldn't chip to save his life. Great at putting, though. That's why I like him. Just keeps popping in the putting charts. Keegan... Dietrich, and Dietrich could have drove the ball better, although the short game is actually looking pretty good for him. Putnam still couldn't drive, but everything else was pretty good. All right, so nothing crazy uh, outlierish on that front, just more of what you would expect. Lipsky continues to be up there. Cam Davis, Davis Thompson, like I mentioned, has made two cuts so far. So I'm thinking I like Kitayama a lot. I like Grio a lot. Those two are most likely going to get my money uh, in terms of the betting market this week. Because I can't really see myself going like 9-1 to one on Sungjae. Uh, if you're making the one bet, that's probably the bet to make. You just have 100 bucks. you want to throw it down on something, try to win 900 off that. Everyone who watches this show knows that I don't love going to the top of the board, especially during swing season events. Maybe I should, because the guys at the top... I mean, Matt Hughes just won, so I guess that's not the case. But Sam Burns was, like, the really only, like, player in that event of any sort of note. Like, who, let's say, I mean, Cebes was on the President's Cup team, but, like, Burns is a real legit guy. PGA Tour, multiple-time winner over the past two years. Some big field events, too. You know, dude's won at WGC. Dude won at Valspar. For here, you probably do want to stick to the top of the board in terms of DraftKings. Take your Cantlay, your Ims, maybe even Homas, although is Homas run over? Every time people think that it's over, he ends up winning again. So there's a lot of like win equity at the very top of this field where there wasn't last week. But if you do want to hit that middle range, I think those are the two that I really like the most. And I'll go with Siwoo Kim. So those are probably going to be my three bets off the hop. And God knows I'm going to end up on Taylor Montgomery, 35 to one, maybe boost that up to 40 on an enhanced win, something like that. Those might be the four this week. I'm sure. Listen, I'm going to listen to Tambo and Kenny, see what they have to say. I'll listen to all my favorites from around the industry. I love to do that at this time of year as I got my own research in. So I've formed my own opinions on what I think is going to happen. But you know, I know that I'm not the end. My bank account would be looking a lot better if I was the best at this in the world that I think that's kind of combining our minds trying to see what other people are saying let that leech off the research i've already done maybe it sparks something in you and that's how we're going to go about it fantasynational.com slash mayo to get yourself 20 percent off any membership level uh the listeners league for football should be available on tuesday and if you want sort of like the fantasy national but for football uh, and it's complete with customized optimizer make your own projection so it's a little bit more advanced run the sims.com slash mayo to get 10 percent off any membership level over there uh if you play drafting showdown for football you're going to want run the sims our, our members just keep winning they're a part of the dupe train every single week and it's like oh well i didn't win the million dollars like no you won like forty thousand. sorry on your 1500 $15 entry that's so i'm so sad for you okay anyway i'm pat mayo thank you all for watching i'll see you next time experience experience